Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Morning and all the morning, stuff. Morning, morning, they... morning, morning, Mario Show Radio. I don't think I say morning in that. No, I think they go Mori. Also, Mori. we were both very off key. Yeah, we're very tired, to be honest. Well, I'm very tired. I'm spring as a daisy. Okay, just by extension of me being tired, everyone around me must be tired. That's how I work. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 Diamond is unbreakable for your listening pleasure. And or work? Derision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Today, we watch, on this historic day, the 11th of August, 20XDX, the 21st episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 Diamond is Unbreakable. Which is also the 95th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and it is entitled Yoshikage Kira Wants a Quiet Life, Part 1. Cue music. I don't know where any of this is going. I was doing a very bad rendition of the opening strains of Chase. I'm not sure what you were doing. Oh, no wonder I didn't recognise it. Anywho, uh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the wonderful and obviously Patreon-y person, Odessa Noriga. Odessa Noriga, patron of JoJo's World, patron of the arts. Patron of all that is good in the world and all that is well. Patron saint of giving us some money. I'm not saying that, um, you know, Odessa Noriga is not how you say the name, but it could also be Odessa Noriega. Well, you're the one who reads it, so... Therefore, your name is now Odessa Noriga. Fun fact, I'm illiterate. (laughs) Could you never read? I've never even seen a word. I live alone. You do all the research for this show, though. Yeah, but I stopped doing that early in part three. (laughs) (laughs) There was a point in your life where you could read. Mm -hmm. This episode Mm -hmm. covers chapter 342 through the first half of chapter 345. Of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part four, Diamond is not breakable, aka Diamond is uncrash. (laughs) Diamond Diamond is impenetrably hard to crack. Diamond cannot be swiped away by the hand. In this world where Diamond is truly, irreparably, unrepairably... I don't have an author's note to read this week. What? But instead, here's a little meditation I was having during the episode. Oh, God. Quite ironic that the villain of our story, Yoshikage Kira, Mm -hmm. should be so obsessed with hands when one of his antagonists, Okuyasu Nijimura, has a stand named The Hand. Is that going to come up later? Not really. Oh. How ironic he could take any hand except for the one that wants to kill him. (laughs) It's really like the the bite the hand that feeds you, except you ever heard the tragedy of Yoshikage Kira? He just kind of sucked. There's no Star Wars reference to be made here. Oh, man. So, Yoshikage Kira mm-hmm. wants a quiet life. Yep. What do you think? This, um, is a, this is a hallmark episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Is it? Yep. I'm... Well, it it and the subsequent part that we'll see next week okay. form a very, a very, I would say, iconic moment. Iconic? Hmm, okay. Because it, it feels like this episode was creepy as shit. Yes. But also a little bit playful. 
I was telling you earlier that literally everyone that we know was telling me, oh my God, it's it's going to be great. Like, oh, this episode is going to be amazing. Well, as I remarked to you when you said that to me, I expect most of them have forgotten that it's split into two parts, as I did. Because mm. when you think about it, not a great deal happened this episode. No, literally, he like goes off, gets a sandwich, and then gets the sandwich it's a It's a good slow burn, though. There's a lot of tension throughout all of it. Mm. Shall we just... Not get into it yet, because I want to acknowledge <laughs> that I think this might be the first full episode of JoJo's from the perspective of the villain. No, I tell a lie. Um, there was, of course, boingo, the boingo, boingo boingos. But yep. I suppose when I say villain, I mean more... Um, Serious villain. Yeah, rather than, like, monster of the week. <laughs> yeah. Like, we had, we had some insights into Dio's psyche early in part one, but still it was Jonathan being like, Oh, Dio's ruining my life! <laughs> Because that's how Jonathan sounded. Yeah, and Dio's all like, Jojo, Dio. I also really like in the dub uh, of Jojo's Blood Adventure, part one, Phantom Blood, Mm -hmm. uh, how even though when we first meet Dio, he's like a 15-year-old boy or something, like a 12-year-old boy, and he's still like, hello, Jojo. (laughs) (laughs) He's just... He's so ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about. We're not here to reiterate and relitigate Phantom Blood with our friend Dio, who you may recall is a lawyer. Um, <laughs> she is, isn't he? I mean, in the sense he's a vampire. We're here to discuss Yoshikage Kira, an entirely different villain. Who also has blonde hair. It's an interesting comparison between the two, wouldn't you say? Because Kira is so deliberately mundane a sort of evil compared mm. to... um. He's so average. Compared to Dio, who is... Outlandish. I think it's doing him a disservice to describe him as larger than life when he's maybe the largest person who's ever existed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but the ultimate being existed in part two, and that dude was enormous. He was jacked. Not in terms of personality, though. Remember there were those moments where Cars occasionally remembered he was allowed to be interesting? Like when he landed off that cliff, avoided that flower, and then just started laughing maniacally and then stopped and walked away. (laughs) And then he stabbed Lisa Lisa in the in the feet and yeah, was like, why, why am, am I doing, doing this, this like, Jojo? What? But why was he and doing And then he got launched into space and he got what he deserved. Yeah, that's fair. Do you reckon Kira's going to get launched Some into space? Some say Cars is still out there circumnavigating the Earth. <laughs> I mean, if Kira doesn't get launched into space, I'll be very disappointed. The small town of Mario, now the secret space program. So I just remembered something. I've just half remembered something from what we've discussed before, which is the... Um, George or Jorge Joestar novelization, yep. the one that ends with um, 36 different iterations of Mar- cars all hanging out on Mars together. Uh, I don't think it ends with that, but it contains that. I vaguely remember because you of, telling like, me of this. time shenanigans. Sure. Uh, I believe that there is one good iteration of cars there mm-hmm. who, by virtue of being so good and so pure... He befriends Kira's stand that we see briefly at the end of this episode, Killer Queen, takes it away from Kira. What? 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 I'm pretty sure that's what happens. This was just like a fanfic thing, wasn't it? Kind of. It was also published. Oh. But it's not canon. It's not written by Araki, and it's a story in its own right, but no other JoJo's Bizarre Adventure work will ever refer to it, I'm sure. (laughs) It's not a work that Araki will ever reference. So, yeah, Kira is a salaryman. Mm-hmm. Well, hang on. We open. We open. Scenic Mario. We've got a wide shot of the town. It's iconic greenish streets. And we hear the delightful tones of 
Mari, 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 Mario Charmania. Good morning. It's me, your neighbor, Kai Harada. Oh man, I love that guy. And we slowly zoom in to Kira's palatial samurai mansion. <laughs> palatial? Sure. Ooh. As in, like a palace. Oh, palasmal. Hey, you. <laughs> uh, and we see Kira sat out on his uh, veranda. Ooh. Open, open Japanese paper doors. Okay, do you want to retry that sentence? I don't know what they're called, but they're those... um Sliding doors. Yeah, they look like they're sort of wooden frames with a sort of parchment. Mm, the, the paper doors. Or maybe a silk or something. Yeah. He's got, got them wide open, sitting on his balcony. Big old br- plate of breakfast on his table in the foreground. He's got some bacon and eggs. He's got some bakey, he's got some eggies. He's got some... Uh... He's got a severed hand on the side there. <laughs> That's a health code violation. Oh, no. So he's just there being all like snippy snippy. Cutting his... his fingernails. Mm-hmm. Highlight some imagery from the OP, uh, which is close-up shots of fingernails being cut. Ooh. Oh. I didn't, oh. I didn't notice that until you pointed it out while we were watching the OP. Mm. Yeah. 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 Two other things that I want to highlight in that too yep. are, are jars with pictures of, or cans with pictures of hands on them on the shelf. Okay. In the opening. Weird. And also suitcases that appear to have blood leaking out from, also weird. from within them. Very weird. <laughs> yeah. Man, Kira's a weird dude. He's having his brekkie, or he's cutting his nails before his brekkie. His morning day routine. Yep, I assume. Yep, his morning day routine. <laughs> you know how you know you wake up in the morning. You got your. Routine. You wake up in the morning at a quarter to three. You cut your nails. And before you know it, it's ten a.m. Yep. It took your you- severed hands getting a bit smelly. <laughs> it's getting ripe, and he's a little like. Let's eat. I've got a present for you. I'm Yoshikage Kira. This is how I talk on this podcast. Hello. Bonjour. It is me, Yoshikage Kira. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go eat some Italian, man. Um, And he puts a ring with a ruby stone in it and a little heart tag on the ring onto that severed hand. And we cut to the opening. Chase. (laughs) Nick. Yes. What? I think it's well established you're not a fan of this song. No, I hate it so But what's much. equally well established <laughs> is the amount of um, pushback we got from our Twitter fans Wait, regarding what? you not being a fan of Chase. <laughs> oh, no. Just going to pull up some noties here. How many of them are like, Nick, you're, ro- you're objectively wrong? Scanning down a bit. <laughs> have, I be- have I become the villain of the podcast for not liking Chase? Yeah, you're a real heel now. Oh, no. Chris Barnes says, Nick is wrong. Chase is great. I am excited for his reaction to the next song, though. Ooh. I mean, Chris Barnes is also wrong in the sense that I'm right because Chase is terrible. <laughs> Paddy, One Bro Prime says, mm-hmm. So just to jump in, Chase is actually okay. <laughs> the acoustic version is quite nice, too. The acoustic version is quite nice. I imagine the acoustic version might be a bit better than this one. Dual meaning lyrics, too, can apply to Josuke or Kira. I mean, it's among the least good OPs, but still a decent track. That? So that's, I want to return to that lyric thing a little later, but... um, Notice how least good can also refer to something that is bad. And uh, This is just going to be me just being like, you know what? Everyone else is wrong. Fuck all y'all. Someone important, who I believe is the person who originally got in touch with us about you not liking the OP, <laughs> oh, yep. um, created this little meme, oh, of, um, no. which I'm just going to retweet now for the <laughs> listener's edification. <laughs> Um, where I, it's, I believe it's a chick tract, you know, those, um, very dogmatic religious comics, um, um by Jack Chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that he's the one who did like the demonic D&D comic. Group. Yep, yep, I know um, that. I believe it's hit one of these, but I, I may be wrong, where it's, um, it's Jesus uh-huh. and it's saying, um, most people rejected his message. Uh, and then 
uh, beneath that it says they hated Jesus because he told them the truth. Um, GA416. Uh, and then Jesus, silhouetted in the foreground, is saying, Chase is a good song. And then Nick's face, superimposed over one of the angry listeners, is saying, Shut up. This is amazing. How did they get my face? Oh. Probably from your Twitter account. Yeah, probably, to be fair. That is fucking phenomenal. I love it. I look so down as well. Oh, man. So, in conclusion, this is the most action we've ever had on our Twitter. <laughs> All because I dislike one of the OPs. <laughs> Keep it coming, everyone. <laughs> oh, also, you're all wrong. Shut up. This is... No, it's not a good song. I hate it so much. So the thing that Patty said about... Um, Dual meaning lyrics. About how you can you could interpret the lyrics of Chase, which is, of course, about, like, my precious thing about to be taken away. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll chase you and get it back and stop you because you're bad. There's a, there's a common interpretation that I disagree with that you can apply these... Lyrics to Josuke protecting his town, or Kira in this episode protecting his gross severed hand. Wait, this episode? Yeah. Instead of overall, he's protecting something? Well, see, that's the thing, because as we'll learn over the coming weeks, Kira is a slimy piece of scum who is most content when he is gathering moss. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Who yep. would never chase anyone because he just wants to avoid people because he's a coward. Yeah, well, isn't the whole point that he's like, he only wants a quiet, average life? Precisely. Kira, in general, outside of this episode, is not the sort of person who would proactively chase an antagonist. Mm. Mm. As he outlines in his manifesto to Shigechi at the end of the episode. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Anyway. Um, and uh, we, we can return to this issue a few more times in the coming weeks, uh, but that's really all I can say about it now with the information you have on hand. Shit. But I want to know more. I want to know more now. Tough bickies. Oh... Post-opening. Yes. After, uh, you mean after the opening. After the chase. <laughs> oh, God, why? Ugh. Yoshikage Kira is walking down the street, and some office ladies flag him down. Hey, Kira. They're all wearing um those like green vests and white shirts. You mean what you would wear like as a department store thing? Could be. I don't know. Was that- were those in fashion in the 90s? That's something you see in a lot of Japanese media, so I assume it must be a reflection of their- Office culture, but you often see the women in in the anime involving offices and things like that. Mm. And in a great, great movie that I watched, uh, Kamiko Treasure Hunter, about a woman, an office Japanese office lady who's obsessed with Fargo and goes on a wild hair goose chase to America to try and find the treasure that was buried at the end of it. <laughs> okay, all right. Wearing those like long white sleeve shirts and those um, waistcoat sort of things. Yeah. Yeah, the vest. So I, I assume that's sort of, if not an actually um, common uniform sort of thing, then a sort of stereotype of the outfit, at mm, least. Mm. It's just so recurring that it's like, oh, this is a thing. Mm. Yeah. So he, they flag him down. Kira, you want to get some lunch? And he's saying, no, I have got, got to go deliver these documents. Goodbye. <laughs> and then some rando guy walks up and is like, man, that Kira, he sucks. It's no use. No matter where we invite him out, he, he never want wants to, come. to hang out with us. And then whenever he does come out, I can never tell if he's having fun or not. That Kira, what's going on in his head? He has no passion whatsoever. He's age 33, he's single and efficient and serious. But man, he's just boring, you know? <laughs> what does he do? 
Who is he? Kira walks off, things briefly fade to white, and return outside. Saint Gentleman, the holy of holies bakery slash sandwich <laughs> shop in Mario that everyone's talking about. Ooh. Mario's number one brunch destination. Watch out, Tonio, they're coming for you. I mean, no one can beat Tonio, let's That's be real. true. Tonio's sandwiches would, like, uh, exfoliate your pores or something. <laughs> These sandwiches, yeah, there's, there's too much going on with your pores to be fixed. But Tonio, he'd find a way. That made way more sense in my head. Yeah, I kind of went off in the wrong direction there. From For what, a brief moment, yeah. I was like, all of St. Gentleman's sandwiches each have their own stand in them. But they really don't. Nick. Nick. I'm just saying. Nicky boy. Technically speaking, all of Tonio's food has its own stand in it because he puts his stand in it. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's walking along, talking to himself as he's going into this bakery, being like, what are you so grumpy about? So the new girls invited me out for lunch. I promised I'd have lunch with you, so I turned them down right away. But who's No one's paying to? attention to him. This would be much easier for him to get away with in the modern age of, of Bluetooth headsets and, uh, <laughs> Instead and of someone... um, earbuds with built-in microphones just below the chin. Yeah. Instead of someone walking up to him and being like, who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah, mate, what are you doing? Um, can you, like, not do any of that shit? Can you, like, go fuck yourself? <laughs> I'm trying to run a bakery here. Your hatred for Kira is already evident. <laughs> no, I think, like, I think he's absolutely loathsome, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I think he's a wonderful villain. Okay, alright. In part because of how loathsome he is. Yeah. It's more that you just dislike him. Sure. Yeah. But also, I think, as we'll see as we continue talking about this episode, like, it's, the episode's very well crafted to sort of almost make you root for him in some of the more tense moments. Mm. Mm, sort of. He is still, at the end of the day, going for, well, what we're, what we're going to see. Yeah, but anyway. yeah, we'll get into that. Cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. So he's there, he's talking, he's looking over the old uh, sandwich display. He's all like, he's all like ah, ah, I'm going to pick out some uh, sandwiches. They make it every day at 11am, so it's super good at lunch. It always uh, sold out by 1pm. Yeah, I love those uh, St. Gentleman's sandwiches. Sixteen ninety-five for three. Yeah, no one knows how much that is in yen. <laughs> it's a it's a fake currency. It doesn't it's not real. How much is it in Zenny? Uh in Zen well, let me tell you, the Perico rate to Zenny is I don't quite know what high. A perico is. We're getting there. <laughs> don't worry, the Perico rate to Zenny quite high. Zenny to yen, no one knows. What's a Perico though? A Perico is something like one to nine thousand yen. No, but what is it? Uh it's in Kaiji as a fake currency. Oh, okay. It's a fake currency that they use on prisoners that are building a nuclear bomb shelter uh, underground. Man, anime the- sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So and yeah, and he opens his jacket pocket or his jacket, and we see that in the um the inner pocket of the coat is the uh the hand sticking it with its fingers sticking out. Okiyasu? Yeah, Okiyasu's there. He's like, I shrunk my stand down real small, like when we went into Joseph's brain last season. (laughs) And away we go. Remember how we can do that? That didn't stop being a thing we can do. (laughs) So, um, he's there, and he's all like, he's like my little seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel the warmth of the, uh... Oh, no, he's, um, he's... Poking the sandwiches with the severed hand. No one's paying any attention to him. No, no one knows he's, he's got just a severed hand. He's a nondescript office guy. You wouldn't give him a second glance. Sure. Despite the fact that he's got like really sculpted cheekbones. and <laughs> He looks perfect, but boringly so. <laughs> yeah. he's. Um, they coined a really good term in um, on Neo Scum, the actual Play Shadowrun podcast, mm-hmm. when they they were talking to this CFO character. And that term is uh, blandsome. Blandsome. Yeah. Oh. And I think that applies to Kira. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like he looks he like, looks handsome. In an objective sense, if you're paying attention to him, he's kind of good looking. But also your eyes just kind of slide off him despite his garish purple suit. <laughs> he's just so average. Mm. 
despite, you know, his locks of blonde hair in Japan. And <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. Outrageous fashion sense. Mm. The way he's always talking to himself. Have we ever had a good guy who's had blonde hair? Caesar. Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. We're all good. We're all good. Stroheim! Uh, he was a good Nazi. There's that. He's Remember how he genocided all those Mexican villages? Oh, man. He was the best at what he did until he died. REO Speedwagon had blonde hair. Did he? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Kind of a greeny blonde, but still. I thought it was black. Well, you're wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Arena? I don't know if Arena really counts. Cause she- no, wait, no, Arena definitely had black hair. She no. 100% had black hair. No. Hmm. Shit. Do you memorize things in black and white? Hey, I don't view the world in black and white. Okay. I view Asked things- and answered. I view things in perpetual grey. Like a dog. Like a dog. Anyway, um, he's poking these sandwiches with his severed dead hand and he's like, Oh, you can feel the warmth through the plastic wrapping. Oh, so delightfully devilish, this freshly fried katsu. And then he accidentally- Which is like, katsu is- It's like, not deep fried, but like fried kind of chicken, uh- or you could get like pork katsu, which is like fried. So it's just like a light, light, light style of frying. It's like crumbed and fried. Yeah. And then he does the most disgusting thing ever. So he accidentally pokes through the cling wrap. Yeah, or, or whatever you'd call it. The glad wrap, because that's what Australians call it, because it's correct. Because it's a brand name? Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he pierces the wrapping of this sandwich and is like, oh, you pierced the sandwich. You got katsu sauce all over your fingies, you dirty girl. And she's all like... A seven hand. <laughs> and then he does the worst thing ever. His entirely blank expression here. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at the sauce on the fingies. Doesn't look around to see if anyone's looking at him. And just looks. And we see close up on his eyes. Close up on the fingies. Close up on his eyes. Just raises that severed hand up to his mouth and sucks on those cold, dead fingers. Yeah, but they're covered it's in katsu sauce. So, ugh, it just makes me cringe. It's so <laughs> abominable. <laughs> Just like the way he's like got this dead expression as he's sucking on. Like, can you imagine what that would feel like in your mouth? Just like someone's dead, cold hands. I can safely say no, because normally when I eat food, it's pretty warm. Um, and if I'm going to eat fingers. Um, <laughs> Chicken fingers? I, I'd hope they'd be warm, you know? So just like cold oh. fingers is like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Because they'd probably be like, they'd be like room temperature fingers. Ah. Uh. And, and as we learn later, she's starting to rot. Yeah. Rigor mortis would have set in. Oh, without a doubt. That's probably why- Why she pierced the- Yeah. Either that or she's got really sharp nails because she's some sort of cat person. Oh, they're probably curated. Mm. Mm. Curated nails. Yeah, curated nails. And then that sinister orchestral music plays as he's- uh... That's what he's doing. And then then he does the, the second worst thing ever. That anyone in this series has ever done. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, this sandwich has a hole in it now, so let's buy the one underneath it. That is more reprehensible than sucking off your dead hand. And I want to I want to flag this, because I'll probably forget about it next week, but there's a moment in future where um, he's like, oh, I hate, I used to go to the gym, but I hated touching all those barbells that like all these other sweaty men who just touch whatever do. Like, mm. so unhygienic. Mm. He says- After having touched doing, the sandwich. While doing this. <laughs> it's just, he's such an abominable hypocrite too. To be fair, though... Something that I love about him is... Sorry, I'll I'll let you go. Well, I was going to say, to be fair, the hand's already dead, so there's no sweat or anything like that, so... Oh, yeah, dead hand... Dead bodies are perfectly hygienic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you... I mean, you don't eat living animals, right? Like, you don't eat Yeah, just just leave meat out in the room temperature for a a few weeks. That'll be fine, yeah. We're on the same page. Um... 
Yeah, something that's so compelling about him as a villain, and we see you get hints of this later on, in my opinion, um, is his utter lack of self-awareness. Mm. Like, he does this monologue a bit later about how, like, oh, I try not to blend in, but I know that secretly I'm the best at everything. It's just, like, the height of arrogance with never actually, never actually testing himself. Yeah. But just assuming, like, oh, I'm so good. I could do this if I wanted to, but I don't. To be fair, if he's the main villain, I suspect maybe he is that good, and that's why he's so arrogant. Like, don't get me wrong, as a villain, in terms of competence, he's pretty good, but I still think he's I still think he thinks he's much better than he is. Yeah, yeah. He's got that real Dio vibe where it's like, I'm the best. But I Dio actually was kind of the best, apart from when he was being a massive coward. That's true. Which was anytime anything went wrong for him. <laughs> so in conclusion, Jojo villains are a land of contrast. <laughs> The mitochondria kind of, is the powerhouse kind of, of the cell. Like, they, all had a, they all have a base level of competence, but kind of Cars is the only one who could really back up the, the smack he talked so far. Because he knew that he was good because he's murdered a lot of people. And also he became utterly indestructible. That's true. He did become the ultimate being. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, um, he buys a new sandwich. The one below the one Presumably the shop pierced. can't go on and sell that other one. Ugh. Cutting into their already competitive stock. <laughs> now... He leaves St. Gentleman now, but before we follow him, I just want to cut in and uh, read the title card for the Morio landmark, St. Gentleman's Bakery. Oh yeah, don't forget that he bought a sandwich. He, As he's walking out, we see the bag. Very important. I mean, I did say that he bought the sandwich underneath the... Yeah, yeah, but you, you didn't mention the bag. That's okay. the most He bought a sandwich in a brown paper bag, the very same kind of brown paper bag we saw him holding on the street last week. Ooh. Ooh, repeat customer. <laughs> you know what they say about... And that's why I laughed last week when... What, when we saw him just standing there? And in the podcast and you said... You meant to say what's in the bag, but you said what's in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you were right on board, Nicky boy. Oh, no. Mario Landmark, number seven. Bakery. St. Gentleman. How to get there. Get off of the bus bound for Morio Budagaoka High School. Mm-hmm. Budagaoka? I don't care. And walk for two minutes. It's a bakery on the green road leading from the station. Wait, so there are green roads in this town. Or it could be like Green Street, Green Road oh, sort of thing. It's yeah, capitalised. Or we do have to acknowledge the fact that the streets are bright green though. Yeah, literally that yeah. street in that picture is green. But also the sky is yellow, so who knows what's going on. <laughs> It's the 90s. It's a different time. It's popular because of the varieties of bread made there using a stone oven. Customers including students, housewives and office ladies. Their most popular items are their sandwiches, which always sell out. Ah. And he goes into the sunny park near the lake Ah. to have a nice relaxing picnic with his severed hand girlfriend. (laughs) I think you mean potentially wife. He's sitting under a tree. Uh, He's got... The hand palm up in his hand, and in that hand's palm is the bread roll. The sandwich, if you will. Sure. Look, these are all very plot important points, okay? (laughs) And in this scene, we encounter maybe one of the most iconic panels of Jojo's Bizarre Adventures history. Okay. From the Du Wang translation. You remember the bad translation of part four? Oh, I remember. In which Kira is... Silhouetted against an idyllic sky, sun blazing hot, chewing his sandwich and he's saying, What a beautiful doang. Chew. There must be no other place as pretty as this town. This feels like a picnic. 
What a beautiful duang. Because if you recall, the reason that it's called the duang translation, I think probably uh, derived from this line, I expect, mm. um, is because the characters that make up Morio in Japanese, I believe, are read in which whatever Chinese dialect the person who was making this translation spoke mm. as uh, duang. duang. What a beautiful duang. Yeah. That doesn't really fit, even if you change it to Morio. No. What a beautiful Morio. <laughs> It is a beautiful Mario, though. you got to give it that. I mean, it is. Let's be real. <laughs> what <a> Chew. <laughs> I love that it's a speech bubble as yeah, well. It's its own separate speech bubble that says chew. Oh, it's so good. Oh, no. And here is someone who has adapted it into the anime. <laughs> what a beautiful duang. Uh, but no, in, in I suppose, a more accurate translation, Kira's looking out over this idyllic park as uh, he's eating his lunch, being like, oh man, Mario's great. What a lovely town. What a lovely town. I love it here. Yeah. So quiet and away from everything. Could there possibly be another town this wonderful? Oh. And then he goes to take a bite of the sandwich, but then he inhales and he's like, oh, this severed hand that I'm eating a sandwich out of is starting to smell a bit. <laughs> Better spray it with a bit of my spray. Yeah, was that like air freshener or disinfectant? I'm sure it's something that would slow down the uh, rotting process, surely. Either that or it's just a scent thing. Perfume. She's getting a bit ripe. I'm going to have to break up with her soon. So then he says, sever ties. And then he, like, chuckles to himself and says in quotations, sever ties. I wonder if that's maybe a pun that's not really translating. Maybe not. But at the same time, maybe it is and we just don't get it. Or maybe he's chuckling about, huh, soon I'm going to have to go and cut off someone else's hand. <laughs> cut off some people's hands. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> that could just be a meme. Oh, find a new girl. One on vacation here in beautiful Morio. Or something. Or something. You mean like some kind of hand? Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Don't make the subtext text. What if I want to? Here's a noise. Arf, arf. Uh, hurriedly sticks the hand in the sandwich bag and in case someone approached him. Yeah. And then there's this dog. Just a big old, looks like a, um, maybe a, a Shiba or a Tosa Inu. Arf, arf. I'm a dog. Yep. It's a dog. And he's like, oh, it's just a dog. And then <laughs> the best thing happens where he's looking at this dog and this dog is looking at him. Then the camera abruptly cuts to a close up of Kira's eye and the dog freaks out and runs away. <laughs> Just like perceiving his his inner menace. <laughs> That's happened with a number of dogs in JoJo's, hasn't it? Yeah, they're very perceptive. And uh, then we, I really like this transition because he's like, great, dog's gone. My hand's in this bag, gonna eat this sandwich. And he's sitting against this tree and the camera slowly pans up the tree um, and up a grassy hill behind the tree. And we see Shigechi walking along. Ugh. You remember Shigechi? I don't know if I want to call it walking. If... Waddling. Yeah, that's closer. <laughs> He's just going along, being having a good day. Making sounds. Surely nothing bad is going to happen to him today. Hey, Shigechi, it's me, Josuke and Okiyasu. <laughs> yep, it's me, Josuke and Okiyasu. <laughs> We've become a hive mind. Please, end our suffering. <laughs> so they walk up to him and like, hey, Shigechi, can we have some money? What? We, we haven't learned our lesson from last time. <laughs> You remember that episode that we basically just did where we realised that you probably aren't the best to ask for money from? Mm. We need some money. Yeah. Uh, and he, he quite rightly is like, we all just won the lottery. Where's your money? <laughs> They're all like, oh, but it's in the bank. It's really inconvenient to go down to the bank for lunch yeah. money. I don't understand the way 
Japanese schools work at lunch, I realised watching this. Because I can't speak for other urban schools, but I know, like, we weren't allowed to leave the school grounds at our high school. Yeah, no, but, I mean, we- I know for a fact that there are school kids who just show up at uni sometimes during lunch breaks. But that's because they're like five minutes away from the city. So I imagine it's something like that where because it's so densely packed in Japan and all the infrastructure is really tight. Maybe they can leave the school grounds to get food and come back. By but the, the time school we- also has its own cafeteria, so it's confusing. That's a good point. I never thought of that. <laughs> Maybe it's like uni where like you just have to show up to class. Maybe it's just a lot more uh, sort of a permissive... Uh, I guess so. It's like an honest. Or maybe it's just an anime thing. It may be. Could be that too. I know that I'm reading um, a manga called Bakuman, which is about these two guys who want to become like manga artist dudes, um, written by the guy who wrote Death Note. Sure. It's very like- Light Yagami. Yeah. It's like, hmm, well, maybe if we want to become a manga artist, we better analyze what makes manga manga. Uh, They sound like a couple of Rohan Kishibes. Yeah. But the thing is, they also are like- do you want to just not go to school today? Yeah, we just won't go to school today. And it seems fine. All it's right. It's like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> and like, they go out for lunch. So maybe it's just like a thing that happens. And like in Persona, they go out for lunch as well. That's true. Yeah. So that what, Japan, what's up with you? What, what are your customs? So they're all like, please, Shigechi, give us some money. We're so poor. And Shigechi looks down and, and he's, says, he's looking like increasingly no. peer pressured. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those nub jewels on his head. Yep. He's all like, hmm, I wonder. Do you reckon he- But then they, they get distracted. Distracted? Distracted. Because they notice that Shigechi, dear sweet little Shigechi, is holding a coveted Saint Gentleman's sandwich bag. Hey, you're holding a Saint Gentleman's sandwich bag. Shigechi is insanely protective of this sandwich this episode. <laughs> He's right to be on the lookout for Josuke and Okiyasu taking advantage of him, because- They've done that before, and it's absolutely what they're doing this episode. Yeah, but like- But he is like rabid, like, don't look at my sandwich bag. Yeah, but you can't get them. They're already sold out. Mm, it's so good, you see. So then he's like, okay, I'll lend you some money, but I'm putting an IOU in my day planner. Wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have pegged Shigechi as a guy with like a, um- A day planner? He, he's, he seems to have evolved a bit since the, um- since we first met him. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, since the incident. Well, yes, I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, like, because when, remember when we, when we met him in Shigechi's Harvest Part 1, and he was just like sitting in the woods being like, I'm collecting small change. And now he's all like, yep, going to keep good track of my accounts, put an IOU out on Josuke Nokiyasu, got to get your thumbprints and signatures for it. He's gone from a sniveling little prick to a little prick. And also keep in mind, in the manga release order... This episode, Yoshikage Kira Wants a Quiet Life, directly yeah. followed Shigechi's Harvest. Mm. So maybe there is some development going on. Mm. Maybe there'll be more. Maybe. Maybe not, because Shigechi is not a human to grow. <laughs> He's no Koichi. We'll come to Koichi in a moment. <laughs> uh, so he sits down and like starts writing in his... Day planner. Yeah, and he's all like, oh, what's the uh, the kanji for Lent again? And as he's doing this, that brown dog just wanders into the foreground, picks up Shigechi's sandwich bag, which was sat behind him, and just walks out the other side of frame. Just real casual-like. What a dog. What, what an a, absolute what, dog. What a little scavenger. He's so, on the prowl. So resourceful. He knows what he wants, and what he wants is St. Gentleman's brand sandwiches. Oh, man. What an American gentleman. He's clearly Japanese breed, Nick. I'm sorry. I can't appease your gentleman fancies. He's the mixture of a St. Bernard and an American gentleman. 
A Saint Gem. I mean, he's neither of those. Oh. He's Saint Sayer, an anime character that I don't really know what it is. Saint Sayer? Yeah, it's an old franchise. Is it? Oh. What's it about? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just said that. So then he stands up and he's like, oh, where's my sandwich bag? As one would do in such a situation. Looks over like 20 metres away at the tree that Kira is sitting behind. Sees Kira's bag just poking out the side of that. Like, oh, there's my sandwich bag. (laughs) It's a bit further away than I remembered, but clearly it's mine. Yeah, but to be fair. I'm very smart. To be fair, to a man who's lived his entire life where he can get anything at any distance. That's true. I don't think it's really that, you know, that much of a big deal to be like, oh, it's just moved. I'll just waddle over there with my tiny legs. (laughs) Whoop-dee-doop-dee-doop. Oh, yeah, and then he does that, um... Rick and Morty baby legs noise. The baby legs noise? One of the... Uh, I'm not going to recount a Rick and Morty sketch on this show. We what, haven't sunk the, that low. Do you mean the cop? Yeah. Yeah. Detective baby legs. Yeah. Moving on. I didn't have anything else to add okay. to this. <laughs> I, was just, I was waiting for some sort of stinger where I would start talking and you would say something like, oh yeah, man, Rick and Morty, like, wubba lubba dub dub, right? No. And then I would break a bottle over your head. No. Rick and Morty season one, best Rick and Morty, even though I haven't seen season three. But season one, best Rick and Morty. Great. I'm happy for you. Excellent. Let's stop talking about Rick and Morty forever now. Venture Bros Season 7, available now on participating platforms. (laughs) One day you'll be able to talk about Venture Bros. Maybe in a different podcast. Goes over, grabs that bag, and then runs off, and Kira's like, wait a minute, that kid just took my sandwich bag, which doesn't have my vaunted, invaluable St. Gentleman's sandwich in it, but does have a severed hand with a ruby engagement ring that can be traced back to me. It's covered in fingerprints. And also so is the hand. My fingerprints. And also its own fingerprints. Oh no. This is bad for me, Yoshikage Kira, office worker and serial killer and hand fetishist. And sandwich eater. Mm. And sandwich ruiner and not buyer. And apparently gym hater. The worst of his many crimes. (laughs) When you touch a sandwich, you buy it. You sick fuck. Yeah. That kid's clearly mistook my bag for his. I better go get that before he... Figures out there's a severed hand in there. Now, normally they say the best motivations are the simplest. Mm -hmm. And this is a simple and amazing motivation. He's like, you know that episode of The Simpsons that parodies Terminator where Bart's playing hooky and Skinner is walking after him? Yeah. Uh, I think that turns into the Chowder episode, if I remember right. It does, yes. Um, Kira is pursuing Shigechi with that sort of cold efficiency that they're sort of going for with Skinner in those sequences <laughs> where he's just walking behind him being like on the hunt yes me Yoshikage Kira I've never left any clues for many of the murders I've done in 15 years and I won't let this horrid little goblin be my undoing <laughs> this weird freak of nature is not gonna be my undoing he's getting close to him and for the first of many times this episode his hand reaches out towards that bag. Uh, and then Josuke and Okiyasu come back and are like, Shigechi, they're sold out of St. Gentleman's sandwiches. Kira immediately turns around nonchalantly. And yeah. is like, Whoop. And he's just lurking in the background of this shot being like, I'm just a guy standing here. No one will pay any attention to me. He does look like an average character. Certainly I don't have a very gaudy suit that stands out or anything. <laughs> he's just your average purple suit wearing citizen. Shigechi, dear sweet. Brave, resourceful Shigechi spots a money-making opportunity. 
And he's like, oh, they're sold out there, are they? Well, you know, I still have my sandwich. And I'm sure you'll be willing to take it for, uh, I don't know, 10,000 yen. Yeah. That's an unknown quantity of money, yeah. but it's more than 100, right? <laughs> sure is. And they're all like, nah, let's go to Hoka Ben and get some bento boxes. And then Josuke's like, no, those are expensive. Let's go to the school cafeteria. Koichi's getting lunch there. He's great. <laughs> If there's one thing everyone knows is that Koichi is a great fetching mm. young lad. But is like, oh no, he'll be having lunch with his new girlfriend, Yukako Yamagishi. And that's going to bum me out because I'm very lonely. I, I live with my dad, who is more of a monster than Shigechi. <laughs> and also my dead brother. And I mean, man, I don't want to sit next to a happy couple. Mm. And that's something else that's obviously changed as a result of these reordered episodes. Mm. Because in the original manga release, this is happening before... Yukako Yamagishi wants to be Cinderella, where Shigechi and Shige- mm. where Koichi. There I don't know why go. I keep mixing up, mixing up their names. That's so weird. Shigechi and Koichi. Yeah. They're both short. Just that Ichi throwing yeah. me, I think. They're both short. That's true, they are. Mm. Um, where Strange hair. Koichi and, Sh- and Yukako haven't... Consummated the No, not yet. that. Oh. Haven't come together as a, pu- as a couple yet. I just said that. <laughs> no, you said consummated, yeah. which means something entirely different. I, I don't see it that way. <laughs> So no thanks. And also the meat's so thin in those school. There's not a lot of nutrition in these lunch mats. Hey, do you want your milk or not? <laughs> yeah. Um. So Shigechi is all like, oh, well, you know, I go and get lunch by myself because I have no friends sometimes in the um gym storage room of my middle school because the gym teacher has an urn there and coffee and stuff, you know? And they're all like, wow, Shigechi. Yeah, I got it right that time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Shigechi, that's pretty low. Stealing from the school? Hey, well, you I know. I don't know, man. He, he hasn't earned it, really. Shut up. I go to that school. Oh, I thought you were making an earn joke. Wait, an earn joke? Like, he hasn't earned getting that coffee from that urn. Gunshot oh. sound effect. <laughs> gunshot, gunshot, cash register sound. <laughs> Actually, I do have a meme soundboard on my phone. Let's not. Hang on. I think there's one that you No, if we wanted to use a soundboard, we'd have to pipe it into the episode. Oh. And- We'll never. Like, g- otherwise, it would just sound bad. We'll never get Obi Wan Kenobi then. The only sound effect that we will regularly use, and even then, not regularly on this show, is whenever I need to insert a note mid episode, I use the world time stop sounds. <laughs> and let's be real, that shit is past due date because he's dead now. Jodoro's still around. Oh, yeah, true. Jodoro is still around. Technically. I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> Probably working hard on that thesis. Oh, yeah, wasn't he, wasn't he, like, doing his PhD or something? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Curious. <laughs> He's grown up so much. I'm really curious, because they're, they're getting underway with the um, Diamond is Unbreakable dub now. Hmm. I'm really curious to see how um, Matt Mercer's performance as Jotaro will evolve. Um, as he stops being such a rough and tough rowdy boy and turns into a, a serious academic. He still sounds like Clint Eastwood, but a smart Clint Eastwood. Mm. So, so unlike Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. Oh, we both went in opposite directions. Wow, there. alrighty. Remember when Clint Eastwood shouted at that empty chair that was supposed to be Obama? No. That was dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're like, wow, Shigechi, you're so cheap. We're leaving now. Bye. So then their back's turned. Kira goes in for the grab again. But then Shigechi turns and bumps into him when they both catch each other. And he's all like, oh, I'm so sorry I bumped into you. Is that Shigechi? Yeah, that's what Shigechi sounds like. Ugh. And I'm going to leave now. And he sneaks on into the... um The gym yeah. office? Yeah, and I want to... I think we... Don't think, don't think we flagged this during his own episodes. But he does his, like, irritating little giggle a lot throughout this next sequence. <laughs> you know, it's like, shh, shh, shh. 
Oh, yeah, I remember it now. It's an unusual laugh. Mm. It reminds me, um, something that's recurring in the uh, anime manga One Piece is a lot of the major villains each have, like, an irregular laugh. Huh. Okay. So, like, Arlong, an early villain who was a shark man, would la- laugh by going, like, sha ha 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 like shark. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm aware, but that's awful. That's just the thing that happens in One Piece. If you, do you reckon all of the villains have to have an A in their name so that he can elongate the A to make a laugh out of it? His name doesn't have, like, he's, that's not what's happening here. Yeah, but sha ha 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 and then you could have, like, His name's snag. not Shark Man, though. His name's Arlong. Oh. Well, it could be, like, ah ha ha I know, that's not what happens. Uh-huh. Oh, well, maybe one day. Maybe when you make your own manga. Maybe when I become Rohan, I will make my own manga, written from the souls of other people. Anyway, Shigechi sneaks on into that storage room, Kira follows. And Shigechi is about to open up his delectable... Oh, that's right. So, Shigechi comes in, Mm -hmm. and then closes the window behind him, and there's like this really dramatic musical sting as Kira's hand shows up to open the window. It's like um in like a, a Jason movie or something when he would abruptly appear and be like, Duh! <laughs> It's good. Yeah, Kira's lurking outside and the music is like, ki 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 ma 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 Why ki-ma? That's the Jason sound. Oh, right. Is it? Yep. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. You I sure? played that video game a lot. <laughs> but I mean, it could be a different sound. It could be the sound of like... An orchestra swelling. It's not. Oh, okay. Well, he looks like he's going to murder Shigechi, basically. Yeah. And Shigechi's like, I'm going to open up my sandwich and eat it. Oh, no, wait. I forgot to brew my coffee, which I always do before I eat my sandwich. It's a basic routine that I'm saying out loud. Yeah. And uh, Kira sneaks on and he's like, you're a lucky boy, Shigechi. If you'd seen, I'd, had to, I'd have to zoom in, let a box on his mouth, get rid of you. <gasps> Ooh, subtle. No one knows what you're talking about, Kira. I know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, so he's going to reach out and grab it. And like this this turns into a real comedy of errors real quick. Yeah. Because he's going to reach out and grab it. And then he hears like, Hey, Shigechi, it's Josuke and Okiyasu again. We decided to come anyway. <laughs> so Kira hides very quickly. He's in like one of those um, gymnastics vaulting boxes. Is that what that is? I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Oh... Because I've seen them around the place. And I'm like, what is that? I'm pretty sure that's what the device's purpose is. Right, okay. It's got like little footholds in it. And, and-, and even as he's, as he's shoving himself in there as um, Okuyasu is luckily for Kira climbing in backwards. Um, he's like angrily thinking, they just said they weren't coming here. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you wanted to get your severed hand back from a little goblin man and they said... That they weren't coming. You'd be particularly angry mm. as well. I empathise with him on many and they're levels. Ju- they're just once again being so casually, casually dismissive of Shigechi and everything that he says. I just, it's I like, love how every time we have these like normal episodes, it's like, are these guys the bullies? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're kind of like, they're, they, they, they can kind of be bullies sometimes. Yeah, yeah they kind of can. Yeah. Oh yeah, we decided to buy 500 yen bento boxes. So we, we came back for coffee anyway. <laughs> And after you called me a thief, some nerve, guys. Yeah, we'll just get brewing that coffee, little man. Meanwhile, um, Kira in the box has been like, man, murdering Shigechi would have been really easy, but if there's three of them, maybe not so much. Mm, I empathise. She's only a few dozen centimetres away in that there sandwich bag. But then, doop, Josuke sits on that vaulting box. He's like, come on, get me my damn coffee. No, um, actually, oh. uh, Josuke's like, uh, no, I would want Japanese tea instead of coffee, Shigechi. Chop, chop. <laughs> and Okuyasu's all like, yeah, and I want some milk tea. Shigechi's like, ugh, fine. Move it, boy. Bring us our tea. K- 
Kira's underneath. Move it, boy. Where's my hand? Uh-huh. I've, if only Kira had the hand, because then he could quite easily swipe away the space between the sandwich bag and his own... Mm. Although, wouldn't that also mean that every single piece of equipment would move? Unclear. Remember when he swiped and just those pot plants hit him in the head? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he clearly swiped a lot more away. He sees a discarded coat hanger underneath that vaulting box. Quite convenient. Indeed. Almost too convenient. <laughs> yes. This is the, the moment, I think, where we're sort of positioned to... Root for him. And and even then, we're only really rooting for him because we know he's a serial killer. And we know that... If they find out, he'll murder all of them. Or at least try to. And yeah. that's, that's bad for these boys. Mm. We almost want to see him succeed for the benefit of our protagonists. Yes. More or less. Yeah. Uh, and he's slowly agonisingly doing a bit of a crane game. So he pushes... He kind of uncoils so the, bag, the, the coat ba- hanger. The, yeah, and the bag is um, is uh, stickered down, like, so the, the opening is folded over with a sticker. Yep. And he's trying to... He's uh, trying to hook it in there. Thre- yeah, threading the coat hanger in that folded over section. And he's all like, yes, I, the great Yoshikage Kira, have retrieved the sandwich bag. <laughs> but alas... The sticker begins to unfurl. Oh no, I guess all those time Shigechi almost ate his sandwich, loosened the adhesive. Oh no. Meanwhile, Josuke and Okuyasu are right next to him, arguing about what the appropriate sauce to put on katsu is. <laughs> no, you don't put soy sauce on katsu, Josuke. You gotta use tonkatsu sauce. That's where the name comes from. And then Josuke's like, man, who cares? <laughs> Much like how every conversation in our podcast goes. <laughs> You're Josuke, I'm Okiyasu. Yeah. And the, the bag falls and is open, but facing away from Josuke, who notices that it falls. Cut to commercial. <gasps> They'll find the hand. We had some rather interesting ads. Uh, we had a lot of PS country. Plus ads. Yeah, we had a lot of PlayStation Plus ads. What games can you play this month in August? Mafia 3. What's the other one? Uh, <laughs> Surely you remember this. Um, oh, the one that's not Friday the 13th. Yeah, uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. And something else. No, that was it. Oh, okay. Two games. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> How is it that I can remember the details from a Crunchyroll ad, but not from JoJo's? I don't know, man. Maybe you're a corporate stooge. <laughs> In this commercial break, uh, um, we're not doing the JoJo valet note for Kira's stand this week because um, we don't really see it properly this week. No. We get it vaguely appears at the end of the episode, but uh, more like an we don't see it in office. action. We just know its name is Killer Queen, a reference to the popular song of the same name by the band Queen, which astoundingly, neither Nick or my housemate, who was also watching us, watching it with us, had heard of. Well, I knew about Queen. But Everyone you, re- you recognised it when you heard it, though, didn't you? Sort of. Or at least she did. Yeah, she did. I... Yeah. But you also did acknowledge that that slow piano that's associated with Kira's theme... Oh, like, yeah. There's a very strong through line between that and the piano in yeah. Killer Queen. No, it's almost the same. Mm. Almost. Good stuff. Yeah. Except Kira's is a lot more menacing. So, without acknowledging that um, Jojo Vele note, let's mm. talk about Kira a little. Just some, some fun trivia about him from, okay. from his various pages. All right. Kira's favourite movie is The Remains of the Day. What's The Remains of the Day? A 1993 British-American drama film adapted from the novel of the same name by Kazuo Ishiguro. Hey, You heard me. It takes place in 1958 post-war Britain. Stevens, the butler of Darlington Hall, receives a letter from Miss Kenton. (gasps) Miss Kenton. Blah, 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 Nazi sympathisers. Um, some stuff happens. Great. 
I like how I went, what happens? And you immediately go, oh, there's this butler and Nazi <laughs> sympathizers. That's all you need to do. Well, I'm going to read the whole plot synopsis on Wikipedia. I haven't seen this movie. Some people might be Nazi sympathizers or collaborators and then drama happens. Okay. So it's like... At the end of the movie, Miss Cli- Kenton declines Stephen's offer to return to Darlington Hall... Wishing instead to remain near her pregnant daughter. After the meeting, Miss Kenton is emotional, while Stevens is still unable to to demonstrate any feeling. So it's like who killed Carmen Sandiego? Not a thing. Okay, damn. Back in Darlington Hall, Lewis asks Stevens if he remembers much of the old days, to which Stevens replies that he was too busy serving. A pigeon then becomes trapped in the hall and is eventually freed by the two men. End of movie. (laughs) Okay. Sounds like a real banger of a time. Less so in this one because it's a 1990s movie, but I really like in a lot of those um, like studio era movies, like from the 30s and 40s and stuff, Hmm. where a movie didn't really need to have an overarching story so much as be just a series of loosely related events that happen. Oh, what was the um, the the film that we did in English? The the Lady Eve. I'm not sure if I did that one. The name rings a bell. It was the one about we did this in. University English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was like uh, your typical like romantic comedy where it's like the lady falls for the guy and then the guys are like, oh, I'm not interested in you. And then eventually they fall in love. But it was the other way around. Oh, was this the screwball comedy yes. we watched? Um, yeah. Where she she's scamming him on a boat, but then she actually falls in love with him. Yeah. But maybe she also has to pretend that she's dead and be her twin sister or yes. something. Yeah. Very much like much to do about nothing in that regard. Yeah. It's a bit like that. It's sure. like three events happen yeah, in Yeah, the first film. half of the movie takes place on a boat and then everyone pretends that there's someone else who wasn't <laughs> on that boat, but they all were. And then it turns into a kind of a comedy of manners. It's ridiculous. Anywho, old movies. I know what we're talking about today on JoJo's World. <laughs> Kira's favourite brand of fashion is Gianfranco Ferre. Who's Gianfranco Ferre? An Italian fashion designer known as the architect of fashion for his background and his original attitude towards creating fashion design. Mm, He sounds deadly serious. Died 2007, age 62. Ah, that was the year before I graduated high school. Cool. Yeah. Ferre appeared to be extremely critical of trends and fashion gimmicks. He dealt with his demanding schedule, being responsible for a French top fashion brand and his own Italian label, by commuting between Milan and Paris in his private plane. Citation needed. (laughs) Anytime I see a citation needed, I'm just like, so it didn't happen, did it? (laughs) You're just writing fan fiction about your favourite fashion designer on the Wikipedia page. He was also known for being studious in his work efforts, sometimes working for 29 hours a day. Ah, Citation needed. Much like... The mad dictator of the Third Reich, Adolf Hitler, in that regard. <laughs> oh, no. Kira was born on Sunday, 30th of January, 1966. What happened on the 30th of January? It was a Sunday, under the sign of Aquarius. The US president was Lyndon B. Johnson, Democratic. Famous people born on this day include Amy Fadley, Daphne Ashbrook in Long Beach. I got nothing. No. In that special week of January, people in the US were listening to We Can Work It Out by The Beatles. In the UK, Day Tripper slash We Can Work It Out by the Beatles was in the top five hits. Hmm. On TV, people were probably watching Le Comédien. If you liked video games, you were probably playing Cyborg 009. <laughs> Man, that is going way back. 66 video games. Ooh. Yeah, what? Yeah, that would be real old. I'd never even heard of that. What, a 66 video game? Yep, I've never heard of 1966. <laughs> 
You know, there was 1965 and 1967, but we never heard much about 1966. So, the bag open. Yes. If So, it's fallen down on the pillow thing that Shigechi was, or the, the padding that gymnasts It's like one of those, um, yeah, or like a pole vaulter might land on yeah. it. Yeah. It's like a mattress yeah. kind of thing. Uh, so he, gym it, mat. Yeah, a gym mat. There we go. <laughs> we we exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. really go to the gym. I like to exercise outdoors. Yep. So it's fallen down onto that and the hand is almost in view. Yeah, it's basically it's basically half fallen out but facing away from yep. the good guys. So it's in shadow. So Josuke hears that noise, slowly goes over to look at this bag that has seemingly moved of its own accord. <gasps> And he's going to reach out and grab it. When Shigechi blunders back into the room and is like, Don't touch my sandwich, Josuke! You were going to eat my sandwich, weren't you? You were just going to come to me and be like, Oh, but the teriyaki sandwich is the best. No, there was a weird sound, so I was just going to look. Oh, you would say that, wouldn't you? You just want my teriyaki sandwich. Hey, Shigechi, where's my tea? (laughs) Fuck both of you. (laughs) And then while that's happening, Kira just very effortlessly reaches out and somehow just pulls it back in. Well, it's like he gets the the he gets more leverage now that it's like a wider area. Oh, okay. So like, I, I think oh. he might even just stick the um the stick into the open bag and just Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it does. Yeah. And he gets his hand back. Oh, he did it. Thank fuck for that. However, however, now that sandwich bag gone. I think Josuke noticed that his uh vaulting thing had lifted slightly. He thought he did, but as that happens, as he, at, before he can really take that in, Shigechi comes back in and is like, got your tea. And then his face turns blue and his expression falls. And he's like, where's my Sammy? And uh, I love how I love how casual Josuke and Okiyasu are in this scene. And they're like, oh, it's gone. We didn't take it. Of course you took it. There's no one else here. No, man. Nah, we're cool. Then what happened it's us, to Josuke and Okiyasu. <laughs> We'd never scam you. Then what happened then? I don't huh? know. It has to be here somewhere. It's in this room. I'm going to have Harvest find it. It's somewhere in here. So he brings Harvest out. And Kira doesn't really see it. He's like, I, I can't really hear what they're talking about right now. Or maybe I'm missing some context. Surely they don't have magical powers. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think that on a regular basis regarding <laughs> most people I see. And some Harvests come into the darkened underbox, but he doesn't really see them. And before they can do anything that would cause him to take note of them, there's a banging on that door to that room as the gym teacher comes back. Oh no, they're going to get in trouble. Hey, what the hell are you kids doing in here? This is private property in the sense that you're not allowed to be in here. So they're like, quick, out the window. They all go out the window really quickly. Shigechi forced to abandon his sandwich bag. And also he pops out of the window. Yeah, somehow somehow they all get out the window in the time it would take a gym teacher to open a door. (laughs) I suppose maybe he had to fumble for his keys or something. Oh, maybe they just punched him in the face. <laughs> yep, they killed him. Yeah. Josuke immediately just goes, Hup! And they they just... concussed him, and then as they were leaving, Josuke repaired him. <laughs> so they're out. They're out. And they run. Kira rejoices. Ah, oh, good. I did it. I will never be undone by some small child. Gym teacher's like, oh, I thought it was strange my secret tea and coffee stash kept going missing. Kira leaves the room later. He's all like, as convenient. That was not the way I wanted it to go. It was messy, but I did it. Sometimes I wonder if I'm protected by luck. I really am the best and there is. Yeah, it's just another one of those bits of this episode where he's sort of outlining his his manifesto. Let me just jerk myself off for another Basically, two Basically, yeah. If I do things with careful consideration and in a calm manner, I have a feeling that I'll live a happy life. I'm glad you came back to me. Dramatic step in the foreground. Close up on Shigechi's eye. As Shigechi utters his trademark catchphrase... That's my hand, bitch. Nope. Oh, okay. I found it. 
Uh, That's what the harvests say I get when you. they find things. Yeah, he found he found the hand. The, no, the sandwich bag with the hand in it. But he doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. He's like, not yet. He's he's very much in like stranger danger mode at the moment. Would you agree? Yeah, he's like, who are you and why do you have my sandwich? Yeah, why bag? is an adult I don't know sneaking around my school with my sandwich bag? Why do you specifically have my sandwich bag? Why not me? Why don't I have my sandwich bag? You stole my sandwich bag. And and Kira's doing a good job of playing it cool here, but I uh, I think if 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 Shigechi didn't have magical powers that helped him find things, like Kira's general like cold dismissive air of adult authority would serve him well here, where he's mm. like, "What are you talking about, kid? I just got this sandwich bag from St. Germans. It's mine." Mm. And Shigechi's all like, "No, I don't trust you." No, he says there are reasons that I can't tell you why I know it's my sandwich bag. <laughs> Very compelling argument. Mm, truly a master wordsmith. Mm-hmm. Anyway, take it back, Harvest. Chop, chop. And so Harvest comes out, grabs the bag and starts pulling it back. There's some sort of force pulling on this bag, he says. And the, the bag rips open. And the hand falls Delicious to the ground. sandwich falls to the ground. <laughs> Oh, so it was my sandwich. All right, kid, uh, now you have to... All's well that ends well. <laughs> but the top of it's been pierced by some form of hand mark. <laughs> oh, dear. It seems you've seen it. It also appears you have the same power I do. And those boys you were with, Josuke and Okiyasu, do they have the same powers? Anyway, I'm going to murder you now. <laughs> I can't let you get away after seeing my hand. Which is fair. Yeah, so Shigechi... Shigechi starts off, like, looking really tough. Like, Kira goes down to reach to pick up the hand. Like, all these harvests appear around him in, like, a a 1,000 metre radius emerald splash style barrier. Being like, got you from every angle. And Shigechi's like, hey man, if you move, I'm going to attack you. But then as he's talking, I feel like sort of the unnerving calmness of Kira is getting to him. And he starts to panic more and more. Yeah, and some of the harvests disappear. He's like, I'm getting a real creepy, unfamiliar feeling from you, zoinks. And Kira just stands up and gives him his biography. Yeah. Gives him the cliff notes on Yoshikage Kira. I was so certain he was going to say, My name is Yoshikage Kira. I'm 33, single. <laughs> Looking for love. I like women with beautiful hands and not much else to them. <laughs> and I like men who have strange nubules on the top of their head, kid. My name is Yoshikage Kira. I'm 33 years old. My house is in northeast Morio, where all the villas are. I used to be a samurai family. Hmm. I'm not married. I work at the Kameyu department stores. The very same Kameyu department stores we visited last week. Gosh. So I suppose in the original order of that, we would have heard about Kameyu department stores from Kira this week. Mm. And then next week, it'd be a, a more familiar landmark that they would have gone to. Yeah. Strange. Mm. But then Shigechi would know about Kira? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> be home at 8pm every day. I don't smoke, but I occasionally drink. I get eight hours of sleep. I wake up refreshed. I'm always in bed by 11pm. I'm very <laughs> exciting. Yeah, our housemate, my housemate remarked while we were watching this man, like, man, this girl's really boring, <laughs> which is kind of the point, but she's right. He's so dull. He does everything so correctly. After having a warm milk and doing 20 minutes of sleep, uh, stretches, I go to sleep. And then I wake up like a baby with no fatigue or stress. I had no issues at my most recent checkup, so you know I won't just spontaneously die. And Shigechi is, I think, quite understandably like, what? He's like, what, why are you telling me this? I have a question. Why are you doing this? Yeah, what? <laughs> what I'm saying is, 
I want to live a very quiet, peaceful life. Oh, that's the name of the episode. That's kind of my motivation, you see. Oh, I see. I don't want to trouble myself with things like enemies or winning and losing. Yeah, just murder. That'll disrupt my happiness. Hmm. But if I would if if I would fight, I'd be super tough and wouldn't lose to anyone. Hmm. I don't know. Like, maybe if Jotaro time stopped and punched you in the back of the head like a thousand times. Just like caved in his skull real good. Yeah, that might have uh, some repercussions. So he's speaking and now as he's speaking, he starts to like give off this black inky smoke. Which is, it looks similar to something in the OP. Does it? Yeah, vaguely. Like, you know how we've had that weird kind of grey smoky look to the Mm. whole colour palette style yeah it kind of looks like that is emerging sure Mm. and he's like basically Shigechi you're done fucked up (laughs) (laughs) you are a troublesome thing that would hinder my sleep notice how he didn't say he didn't say boy he said thing so yeah you are a troublesome creature that defies exact classification (laughs) you are by no means human and must therefore be purged. And we get our first look at his stand. <gasps> Brief as it is. Mm. Uh, and what it is, it's a big muscular pink cat man uh, with like bondage themed clothing. So I said, oh, it's like Black Panther. And then it immediately turned white. And you said, no, it's pink. It's pink. And I said, it's pink. It's pink. Is, is it pink though? Yeah, I'll show you a picture. Okay. Pink in the anime, um, n- another common colour in like depictions and merch of it is like a light blue. A light blue? Mm. It's pink. Yeah, it's boo. It's really not. Oh, it's totally boo. Nah, disagree. Okay. Hard disagree. Okay, all right. It's But we only see it in shadow at this point, kind yeah. of. And he's like, I've called it Killer Queen because I'm secretly very extra, but no one must ever know. Deep down, I'm a perfectly normal, out-of-this-world guy. Just like everyone else in this universe. <laughs> but no one must ever know. Not you, Shigechi. Not Josuke. Not anyone. To be continued. Oh! Okay. So, Nick. Yes? What are our highlights and lowlights of this episode? I want to say my highlight is gonna be... Hmm. I want to say it's gonna be Kira... At the sandwich shop, <laughs> which I know you will probably pick as the low light. No, I think I think that is definitely very gross. Yeah. But I think it's um It is deeply it's, unnerving. It's meant to be, and it's achieving right? what it sets out to do. Yeah. And it's even worse when later you see him cupping the sandwich with the hand. Yeah, that's just like, unhygienic. You're just like, ah, ah. Immediately before acknowledging that it's getting a bit rotten. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, dude. <laughs> maybe Maybe don't. Maybe nip that shit in the bud. Maybe just uh Get some therapy. <laughs> Maybe sever those ties. <laughs> sever, sever ties. ties. Uh, anyway, your highlight? My highlight is probably just that whole sequence of Kira under that vaulting box. Under the vo- Oh, yeah, how it's just comedic. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, hey guys, it's me, Shigechi. I see you're here again. <laughs> just, it's so dumb. It's so beautiful. Low lights. Low lights. Hmm. Not enough Koichi in this episode. You know what? Where is the Koichi at? Yeah. Um, my low light is probably... You know what? I'm going to be contentious. Hmm? My low light is probably uh, the the uh, the bit after the first falling of the sandwich bag where it's like, oh yeah, he walks in right as Josuke's about to find out if it's in the bag oh, or yeah. not. And you're like, oh. It's getting a bit farcical for you. It's just like, it's not too farcical, but at the same time, it's just getting to that point. You're like, yeah, all right, come on, do something. My low light is probably that cliffhanger. Oh my 
Gotta see the stand in action. I mean, I want to know what... Everyone has said that they like this episode. And now I see what you mean where you think it's the next episode. Mm. Because obviously something big is going to happen. Yeah. We get to see the villain stand in action, presumably. Mm. Quite possibly. Either that or something just wraps them and it never happened. Which, to be fair to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, could very well happen. So, so oh, this, yes. this leads quite nicely into my next question for you, Nick. What? Given that uh, dear, sweet Shigechi... <laughs> is facing off against a... Please never call him dear or sweet ever again. 15-year undiscovered serial killer with who knows how many kills under his belt. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Avenger Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, in the episode entitled Yoshikaga Kira Wants a Quiet Life Part 2. And keep in mind that our friend Kira has just given poor, sweet, innocent Shigechi... Ugh. His identity and life story. Hmm. Okay, Shigechi obviously won't die. Like, he can't die yet. Not until, like, the last four episodes. Exactly. That's when the body count really starts Mm. piling up. Okay, well, let's start with figuring out what his stand power is going to be. Sure. Killer Queen. Kill Bondage Cat. Okay, so Killer Queen, maybe it's something to do with... I'm not going to give anything away, but I think that Kira's powers are so apt for who he is. Hmm. Okay, well, he likes cutting off More on that next week. All right. He likes cutting off hands, so maybe it's something to do with severing ties in some kind. Uh, hmm. Sever ties. <laughs> uh, so maybe all those little lines that we were seeing are like wires of some kind. Oh yeah, that's cool. So then he would like slice down with Killer Queens, but it's like claws kind of things. This cat's got claws, Shigechi, is what he'll say. Mm. Although you were saying that philosophically Kira is quite isolated and it's quite the opposite of Josuke. Mm. Where Josuke oh yeah, is. I wanted to touch on that this week. How... Yeah. In every respect, Kira is just sort of the antithesis of Josuke. Mm. Like, you know, Josuke is an active community member. Kira tries to be at, at le- as least involved as he can. Mm. Josuke looks like this punk teen but has a heart of gold, whereas Kira looks like a respectable, upstanding citizen but is just rotten inside. He's a serial murderer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's something like the opposite of what Josuke can do, where Josuke can reconstruct things. Maybe Kira can deconstruct things? I mean, they can all kind of deconstruct things. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's something to do with... Maybe it's something to do with memories. Go on. So maybe if... Like Heaven's Door? Kind of, yeah. So not like... Sidebar, Rohan is also an interesting parallel to Kira. In that when we meet him at the start, he's also very sort of isolationist, shut away. Mm. Um, he just wants to view and observe the world. Yeah, just wants to do his manga. He doesn't want to get uh, involved. And also in doesn't really care if he hurts people in the process. Yes. But now he's sort of going through his own journey to become less like that, isn't he? Mm, he is, he is. He's now taken on, you know, this little mission from What's-Her-Face, uh, the the dead girl, the ghost. Rami Sugimoto. Yeah. And the the best boy ever, Arnold. <laughs> Oh, Arnold. Uh, uh, and also, you know who else is an interesting parallel to Kira? Mm. Uh, Hazamata. Is Hazamata the uh, the lock guy? No, the um, the surface guy. Surface. The guy. horrible little guy who also went to see Rohan. Horrible little guy. Oh, oh, the the puppet guy. Yeah. Yes. In that he's just this horrible guy in the town who doesn't really understand like how loathsome he is, and like I feel like. Kira, having committed his first murder around the age of 18, uh, of Rami Sugimoto, mm. 
uh, and Hazamata having all this like resentful tension towards that girl in his class he likes. Mm. I feel like unless he really turns his life around, Hazamata's like another Kira cooking away. Oh no! And you know who else is an interesting uh, parallel to Kira? Okiyasu? No. Oh okay. Angelo, aka Angelo, Angelo, both being horrible criminals, but both uh, in their own different ways. Yeah, both being sort of opposite ends of the um, the subtleness spectrum. Yeah, exactly. And and Angelo seems to revel in doing as many bad things to as many people as possible, mm. whereas Kira just wants to occasionally murder someone and date their hand, and then basically leave anyone else untouched unless they're a threat to him. Mm. Uh, and also worth acknowledging, <laughs> no, this is the same person, same person. Okay, all right. Worth acknowledging that the inciting incident for this season is. Angelo's looming evil presence influencing the content of Joseph's spirit photos. Yeah. Whereas Kira, who's been there the whole time, remains undetectable in that regard. Mm, because he's so unnoticeable. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just, I'm wondering... Okay, so if if this whole joke thing of severing ties... <laughs> Sever ties. Uh, if that's a thing to do with this stand, then there's three possible things it could be. One could be memories just, like, being cut off. So that either people forget who you are, mm-hmm. or um, you forget who they are, or something like that. <laughs> Hang on. So, like, <laughs> you forgetting who they are seems like a very bad power. Yeah. I'm just going to erase my own memory. Oh, no, no. As if, like, you touch them, either oh, people Oh, and they, around... get, they get amnesia or whatever. Yeah. Or the people that they know won't notice who they are. Ah. Yeah. Because he's so unnoticeable. Whoa. Yeah. Deep. I know. Uh, either that or the literal obvious wire thing that's going on. Mm. Or it could be something to do on a larger scale. So we've had like stand powers like the hand and crazy diamond and... Uh, Star platinum, the world. Yeah, all that. But they've always been in like small kind of situations where, oh, if or like the harvest where it's like, I'm going to send out my little dudes to go find money, right? Mm-hmm. It's never been on like a grand scale of, oh, this could influence the entire town. Oh, but, yeah, it's not like, not like Inception style control of the architecture of the town. No. And, in, and in this regard, Kiro would symbolize the darkness within Morio by perverting Morio to his own twisted <laughs> ends through his powers. You know, from the sky, it looks like a samurai. Ah. Um, no, more like there's there's some kind of overarching thing that he's doing as if to manipulate fate in some way. Oh, you know, like how in um, Stephen King's It, how the adults who never encountered It as children are like... Unable to detect its presence. No, but go on. That's like a thing in that. Oh. Where like it's basically... If you didn't see it as a kid, you never see it. Yeah, and also I think up until something reminds the kids who have grown up of it, mm. like their memories of it aren't spectacular. Right. Like it's sort of like a, sort of a, a fogging, the, fogging the minds effect. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Like there's um, a wicked series of pros... I don't know what else to call it, but basically it's like a book online for free uh, called Worm that's all about uh, superpowers. And it's like dark, gritty, superpower, but well-written kind of thing. And one of the guys in that, he controls fate, quote unquote. And so it's revealed that the way that his power works is that he like constantly thinks in two timelines. And then whichever experience he likes the best, ah. he goes with that one. And then that becomes reality. So something weird like so that. something like, like that, I think, would probably conflict with what Kira's been talking about, how like he thinks luck is on his side and well, stuff. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think maybe his stand power 
would manipulate luck in some way sure. or manipulate fate in some way, but not in so, the way of like, sort of oh. Subconsciously, things are just slightly going better yeah, his way. Exactly. So maybe this thing is like, oh, I have this stand that just so happens to make things work out for me by pulling the strings mm. of. But also, it's very yeah. good at punching and shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so one of those three would probably. Interesting. Work. All right, I think that brings us to at the end of our episode. Okay. I'm very excited for next week. Yoshikage Kira wants a, pi- wants a pirate life. <laughs> Yar, me name's Kira. Yoshikage Kira wants a um, a pint of pirate life brand Indian pale ale. Ah, uh, yes. My name is Kira. Mm, yes, I'm very big into craft. Mm, mm, yes, I, don't, I don't smoke, but I drink occasionally. And when I do drink, it's only the finest craft beers. <laughs> Oh my, I see you to be putting on a beer gut. This won't help you, will it? Why don't you dip your hand in there? Luckily, my stand is able to to <laughs> erase excess body fat and make me as unnoticeable as possible. Shing! Oh wait, no, it just cuts off my stomach. Well, I'm gonna die now. <laughs> Shit. How ironic. Um, if you want to support our show, uh, financially, you can help us out by signing up at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Joyo's World. Or if you just want to help us spread the word, there are things you can do like rating us on the podcatcher of your choice, like iTunes or Stitcher. Or um, chatting to us on Twitter. Yeah, retweeting our weekly episode tweet, which you can always find pinned at the top of our Twitter account. Uh, you can always tell me how much you enjoy Crash, even though you're Chase. wrong. Chase. Chase. Sorry? You can always Chase. tell us how much you enjoy Oscar winner Crash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had to study that in high school. I don't think I watched it. Oh, man. It, it's not great. And you can also join us on our new Steam group, Social JoJo's <laughs> Worlders, oh. in which we're going to be playing some Monster Hunter World for a while, but then we might also turn it into other games if it catches on. Who knows? Because Monster Hunter World Steam release uh, has just happened and... They've replaced the PS4 ports uh, inbuilt sort of guild architecture or whatever with just Steam groups. Mm. So we made this. Join us. Hunt some great Jagruses with us. <laughs> Who knows how much I'm going to be on. Dodo Gama. Puke Puke. Dio. Dio. Jojo. Dio. Jojo. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.